Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us again here on Too Young to Be This Old, your number one leader in very quick wrestling wrap-ups with a lot of opinions you probably don't care about, but you're listening, so you must care a little bit. I am Ben. I am here with Andy. Hello. Another week of wrestling. Another week of wrestling. And... If you're ready, I'm ready to go ahead and just dive right into this yeah, bad boy. Let's let's jump right into Monday Night Raw, night two of the WWE draft. From um, the Thunderdome. Of course, of course. You know, regardless of the fact that it's night two of the draft, we're not starting with draft picks. We're starting with more. Randy Orton. Exactly. Talking Randy about Orton. favorite thing, and that's beating up old men. Yes, yes it is. Um, Andrew McIntyre. Andrew McIntyre. I really thought it was kind of funny when he's talking about the being locked in the cell. Oh, because yeah. all I could think of was Rorschach from the Watchmen when he's in jail. <laughs> it's like, oh, what you don't get. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. And I was like, <laughs> okay, Randy, calm down. Let's, <laughs> let's do this. But either way, we're still hyping our way up to... Uh, yeah. Hell in the Cell with Drew and Randy Orton, which I have no doubt will be a match of the night contender. Oh yeah, night. I think it'll be a good match. It's just the the, the I they gotta chill. They gotta chill because it's gonna just we only got one more week. hype a match. Yeah, I know. Thankfully, yeah, we, we only got one more week. week. We're fine. So I mean, yeah. if we still had like two or three weeks, I'd be I'd be worried. But then uh, after all that, we just get a continuation of the draft. So. Starts with Raw picking uh, Bray Wyatt, or The Fiend. Uh, mm-hmm. SmackDown finally picks up Bailey after waiting until yep. night two, which I thought was interesting. Well, she was part of the pool for night two. She wasn't in the pool for night one. Oh, good point. I didn't they, remember they, that she yeah. wasn't in the night one yep. pool. Okay. Yep. Okay, gotcha. Um, Raw picked Randy Orton. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, SmackDown picked the WWE Raw Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, which comes up later. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then Raw picked uh, Charlotte Flair, regardless of her not being around right now, but decided to lock in that Charlotte Flair pick, I guess. Any uh, thoughts about these draft picks? Anything Nothing surprising you to here? me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was, be- there's some ones later that surprised me, but none of these really shocked me. Yeah. The only surprise I would say in that first one is the Charlotte pick. So that to me, earlier... it just seems uh, well, just them mentioning Charlotte right now. Right, right. So I would have to assume she's coming back soon. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I don't think they they'd you know take the time to do a pick if if she wasn't kind of you know on the road back to WWE. Yeah. So. Well, we get our first match of the night. Um, just like the last night of the draft that we got a no disqualification match. Um, that one was false count anywhere. This was just a plain old no disqualification match between Aleister Black and Kevin Owens. Probably should have been on a pay-per-view. Yeah, this was another one, just like the Big E and, uh, and Sheamus match. This was a pay-per-view match. Um, yeah. yeah. So Kevin Owens ends up winning this one. Uh, with powerbomb mm-hmm. through a table. Uh-huh. Any uh, any parting thoughts on this match? I, I thought it was a great match. The yes, only thing that uh, disappointed me was no Alistair entrance, um, which just 
weird to see happen, but rumor has it that it's it, they're working on it. Don't worry, yeah. it's okay. coming. Uh, no, it's... the only thing that I'm feeling a little weird about is mm-hmm. the closing sequence of this match. Okay. So for a while, we've had Kevin Owens using the stunner as his finisher. Right. But in this match, it kind of got relegated to, like, setup move. Because he hits yeah. the stunner, then hits the pop-up powerbomb through the table. Right. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. So, it was interesting that they changed that up. Yeah, so I'm... I, I need to see more more Kevin Owens match to see if this is a trend or if this is what we're going with. Um, also, what did you think about that the Aleister Black Meteora that he hit? That was nuts, and they need it to be was, careful with stuff hey, like that, not on pay-per-view. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. But yeah, like you said, this probably could have been a pay-per-view match easily. Yes. I think the next thing we saw set up for Ms. TV and then the draft picks, right? For the next yes. round. Next round of draft picks. So we got Raw picking Braun Strowman. Uh, mm-hmm. SmackDown picking Daniel Bryan. Yes. Uh, yeah. Raw picking Matt Riddle. So we don't have any Seth and Matt Riddle uh, together. Uh, doesn't seem like they want to be. No. SmackDown picking Kevin Owens. And then Raw closes out by picking Jeff Hardy. Yeah. What do you think about SmackDown picking Kevin Owens? I'm surprised Kevin Owens got picked after Matt Riddle. Yeah, that that is definitely a surprise. But I also was surprised that they they picked Kevin Owens with you know the Fiend being on a Raw, and I thought we were going to see more of that. And I'm a little sad that we. Uh, I, I think I we mean, both know the Fiend. Could, but... Yeah, I think we both know that the Fiend transcends brands. Right, right, let's exactly. Be, let's be real. This cross brand Bray Wyatt is on Raw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything else uh, surprise you or you think of note about these draft picks? Not at all. Yeah, fair. Uh, um, go ahead. This Miss TV segment is kind of funny that we're still seeing a continuation of the Mandy Otis storyline that we had on SmackDown, but now yep. we only have Mandy teamed up with Dana Brooks, right. which there was a Twitter post earlier this week asking what their tag team name should be. And um, uh, the first thing that came to mind was the Blonde Bombshells. But I'm uh, like, I don't think they'll go for that. But it yeah, works. Because yeah. both of them ladies are smoking hot. <laughs> um, when Asuka's on commentary later in this episode, she calls Mandy Rose sexy muscle, muscle friend which I thought was perfect. <laughs> That's the name. That's the name. The yeah. Sexy Muscle Friends. Sexy the Muscle, sexy muscle Friends. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> They've got plenty of flex appeal. Um, okay, I'm, I'm done making Dana Brooklines. All right. Um, I've really got nothing out of this Ms. TV. Um, mm, yeah. I mean, the only thing interesting is once Lana and Natty get in there, and then just turns into some trash talking, quick brawl, and then they just go to break, and then we come back and there's no brawl anymore. So yeah. it's kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, and then we just roll into like Miz interviewing Morrison. Yeah, which whatever. Um, after that, I think the ne- next interesting thing of note is uh, well, we get Lars coming down. Oh, that's and right. And beating Morrison down. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said. 
nothing else interesting of note. But <laughs> yeah, Lars came in and does what Lars does now that he's back. Is yeah, just and I'm I'm not gonna up. lie. At the moment, I'm okay with it. Sure. I'm okay with it at the moment. I think yeah. the longer we keep a microphone away from him, the better. Oh, definitely. He doesn't need to touch a microphone. No, not at no, all. After after we get the Lars beat down, we get uh, Adam Pierce backstage, hanging yep. out with both uh, the uh, I guess not the New Day, but Xavier and Kofi and the New Day. Uh, yeah, and the New Day and the Street Profits. Yeah. And uh, they authorize a title exchange, so they trade belts. Yeah, I was kind of anticlimactic, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not hating it. Yeah, because I, I like I like it better than it being some convoluted uh, teams losing tag titles in order to make the switch happen. You know, so right, right, and, exactly. it's cool. I'm glad it wasn't something like they would end up taking the belt off of you know both of them very quickly just to make it make sense, which would be yeah, um, real real lame. So I I did I'm like not... the Ziggler and Rude rolling up. Uh, when yeah. when they come up and are like, hey, we didn't get our title shot, and then New Day like be like, all right, we're tag team around here, bring it. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. That then was... we get some more drafting. We do get some more drafting. I'll go through these again, and we'll get your thoughts. So we got Raw picking Retribution. Um, all right. SmackDown picks Lars Sullivan. Raw picks Keith Lee. SmackDown then picks King Baron Corbin. And Raw picks Alexa Bliss. The fact that a faction that has at least five members was not picked earlier for depth purposes right. bothers me. Sure, that makes sense. But, I mean, the fact that they're a draft pick at all is kind of ridiculous when you think about their storyline. Yes, yes it I is. I think Retribution also almost could work more as a cross-brand kind of disruption um than just being you know sticking to one brand i mean however long they they stick yeah. to keeping people on one brand but yeah um anything else about this surprise you i mean for me the alexa bliss was pretty you know in line with you know keeping that story going because we do not want to end that um no yeah anything else here all this seemed pretty you know, Keith Lee seems like he'll be a good fit on Raw. Yes. Oh yeah, no, no, I was cool. It, all, all around good, good there. Um, we get the setup for a triple threat with Seth coming out. Sorry, oh, I won't man. be the Monday Night Messiah anymore. And Jeff Hardy being like, "Get out of here, little boy." And then AJ Styles being like, "I'm AJ Styles, Gainesville, Georgia." Oh, um, AJ Styles just like dissing Seth as he was walking walking down the ramp. That was just perfection. Yeah, it, it, these three. I wish we could get an extended program out of after seeing this. Um, right. This match was a great triple threat match. Oh, this was this was such a like, you know, in a very good way, like fantasy booking fan service kind of match like yeah it doesn't really have many long-term repercussions at the moment it's just like let's see these guys in a triple threat that you yeah. probably haven't seen much together in the ring and holy crap yeah. they the all... ending the ending got a little weird because from fucking nowheresville usa 
Elias just smashes a guitar across Jeff Hardy's head. Oh man, wearing a lovely uh flowery uh scarf and what looked like a pajama top. Elias's fashion is impeccable. I'm not gonna judge it's him amazing. there. It's amazing. But yeah, it was it was nice to see him in this match. Yeah, yeah, way. he did. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Very easy to win a match after a man has taken a uh, <laughs> guitar across the back of the head. Right. It does lead us to our next round of picks where we get Raw picking the newly returned Elias. Smackdown picking Sami Zayn. Raw picking Lacey Evans. Smackdown grabbing Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. And Raw picking Sheamus. So we now know our biggie Sheamus feud is donezo. Yep. Um, <laughs> the only surprise pick to me in this one was Lacey Evans. Yeah. Cause I I just it, in my head was thinking like there's gotta be somebody else somewhere. You know what I mean? Some uh, somebody else they could get, but you know. Yeah. So. Wow. It, not that it's a. I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I'm just saying it was just like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of drafting Lacey Evans. Like my my mind doesn't go from let's pick Elias to let's pick Lacey Evans, and right. then jumping back to we're picking Sheamus. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it just doesn't yeah. doesn't flow that way for me. Um, yeah, that's fair. We get a pretty standard women's tag match uh, with Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose picking on a uh, Lana and Natalia. Yes. Um, it was good. It was solid, which it was is a solid match. There was some. The the ending was rough, but the majority of the match was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, we see the long expected breakup between Natalia and Lana because if you are friends with Natalia, it is inevitable you will be turned on. Yeah, it is. It is. It is written. It's like the eleventh or twelfth commandment. Um, <laughs> I think it's the twelfth commandment because a, a commandment number eleven has to be big show, shout, turn, face or heel, oh, yeah. whichever one is needed. That is definitely commandment number eleven. Um, we get the hurt business against Ricochet, basically. Since yeah, we know with the stipulation of if Ricochet wins, they leave him alone. And uh-huh. if he loses, he joins the Hurt Business. Um, yep. That that then just goes to break. We'll come back to that later. Um, yep. When we get back, we got Zelina Vega on commentary for a match between Andrade and Angel Garza. I like the match. Great working yeah. match. Very, very solid match. Like, just yes. in-ring match. Um, Angel Garza wins with the wing clipper, which looked phenomenal. Okay, first off, yes. how far has Andrade fallen that he's losing oh, matches man. to Angel Garza? Yeah, I don't, I don't know who he upset, but boy, that that was. That I got, was I got a, I got a feeling we're about to see uh, Andrade get a new manager, and she, yeah, may or may not be a nine-time women's champion. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe. So. Um, the end of this match got really interesting though when uh, Selena Vega goes in to check on Andrade, and no, all not, of a sudden, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Andrade. And then all yeah. of a sudden, uh, those lights go down, and you know what that means? 
Oh, yeah. It's the theme, but wait, no. You got Alexa Bliss. Doing the theme thing in the corner. Oh, my God. And, and it was the, not cool. It was great, but not cool. Side? Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, no, the fiend's behind Andrade. And I think the the coolest dual sister Abigail ever. Their timing was perfect. They was, executed it the same way, and it was, like, literally at the exact same time. Like It was it was fantastic. Like Yes. Yes, I, it was. Holy crap. They did such a good job with that. It was so smooth. It was just, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was great. Um, the other part I liked about this seeing it is the red lights on Raw don't bother me as much as the red lights on SmackDown. Oh right, yeah, because they clash on SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I got you. Um. So we come back to another round of draft picks. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have I have a huge problem with one of these. So. All right. You can go ahead first. Okay, so Raw picks Nikki Cross. SmackDown picks Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Raw picks R-Truth. Great call on Raw. Great call on Raw. Yeah, fantastic. (laughs) SmackDown picks Apollo Crews. And Raw picks Dabakato. Okay, so we know that Ziggler and Roode are about to have a tag match for the championship. Yeah. And we now also know they got drafted to SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. Way so to take no sense. Yeah. Way to take any doubt on what's gonna happen in this match away. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, you just totally killed it. That was a yes. pretty dumb move and just seems like bad bad uh scheduling. You could have yeah. moved some matches around and had their match before these draft picks. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. really silly. Yeah, yeah, I just, uh So that really bothered me, because of course that led to me not giving a single shit about the next match. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, is... It's unfortunate, because Zig- it wasn't a bad match. No, it was It was not a bad match at all. It was just, I... I you knew I, who was going to win. You knew who was going to win. And then this match being Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode versus The New Day, Kofi and Xavier. Yep. Um... Obviously, so like we were saying, we we knew who was going to win here, and that was New Day, um, winning with Midnight Hour on Robert Roode to retain their WWE Raw Team Championship Tag Team Championship, and nobody was surprised at all. Uh, all. Elias gets the backstage segment, basically, hey, new album coming out, and uh, yeah, we're going to feud with Jeff Hardy. So interesting. We know where Elias and Jeff Hardy on Raw are going to be going, which is nice. Yeah. Um. Then we get our Cedric Alexander versus Ricochet match. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, there was a lot of cool stuff sure. happening in the match. Right. But the end of the match is the thing everybody's going to talk about. <laughs> the ref bump that leads to the steel chair segment, and this one, oh, yeah. this one to me. I think this Raw was either filmed on or the day before, day after Eddie Guerrero's birthday. Yeah, you're right. Um, And this may not mean as much to you because you didn't get to see Eddie in his prime. Right, right. But God, Ricochet's move where he makes the ref think 
that oh, I Cedric love it, hit though. him with the chair was right. perfect. That was it amazing. Was perfect. It was exactly like the greatest way for them <laughs> to exit stage right for Ricochet yep. in that. Because yep. regardless of what happens, he can go have a successful run on SmackDown. If the brands get mixed back up, you immediately have a Ricochet Hurt Business feud still ready. Oh, for yeah. Yeah, and I was there. like, this is perfect. This is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, great. The next thing of importance, uh, we get told that Strowman and Lee will have a rematch that counts yeah. next week. Uh, and we get our final draft picks. Yeah. Raw kicking off by picking Titus O'Neil. Oh, what? what? This, this whole group of picks made no sense to me. Yeah, um, SmackDown picking Carmella. Okay, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Raw picking yeah. Peyton Royce. Not a bad uh, choice. Not bad. SmackDown picks up Aleister Black. Great choice to feud with Kevin Owens. And Raw finishes off by picking up Akira Tozawa because we got to keep him and our troop together. Correct. Got to keep them together. <laughs> so I, I think I think the two things now, like talking back to you on it, that right. really get me here. Is Raw picking Titus O'Neil? Why? We know you're not going to do anything with Titus. What are you, you going to do? That was you like, haven't done we anything haven't with Titus in months. Yeah, we haven't even seen Titus in months. And then now going back around when we were talking about Lacey Evans, why not Billy Kay? Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, yeah okay, so well, whatever. But as we know, the rules are made yeah. up and the points don't matter. This is WWE. They'll do whatever they want. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll move on. Um, yeah. The number one contender battle royale was kind of like it's a great it's a great way for them to get a new contender without having to go through a ton of stuff. Yeah, it's because they needed one quick. Yes, but <laughs> the thing that bothered me was we had it like the battle royale starts up and then we cut to Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre brawling backstage. Oh I was so annoyed with that. Like, yes, come on, act like it matters, guys. Like, yeah. don't cut says, off. Yeah. Yeah, so he, so yeah, so here's the thing when we come back from the commercial cuz that was like it seemed to me like they used that as a segue to get to the commercial break. Sure. Uh, no clue why. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um when we get to the final two, we got Lace is it Lacey and Natty that they think are the final two? They think Lacey and Natty are the final two. Yep. Okay. But Lana did not get eliminated, and Lana comes in and wins, which means she is absolutely getting wrecked by Asuka. Yeah, and we all know where they're going. Just yeah. rumor squashing, so then she'll yeah. just get squashed in the championship match. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we close out for like the third week in a row with Orton and Drew beating the hell out of each other. Yeah, that was... I I did not like the end of this Raw kind of at all. Mm -hmm. It's just messy. Yeah, I think yeah you I think you run into a big issue when you're trying to close out with a battle royale segment like that. Right. So is what it is. Uh, it, overall, yeah. not a not a terrible show. It was not it was pretty solid. Yeah. It's it was pretty solid all the way around. There was a lot of segments that were great, but like it was very unlevel. If that right. makes sense. No, it does. It does. Yeah. It was just. It was odd. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, so moving off of Raw, we're going to jump over to SmackDown, which uh, just finished. So 
we start off SmackDown with Stephanie McMahon and Triple H in the ring together. Oh, yeah. Basically just hype it up. It's the season premiere of SmackDown. Um, you know, just getting getting everybody hype up for, you know, Roman Reigns match and the New Day's farewell match and Jeff Hardy versus Lars Sullivan. Um which whoop de doo. All of this all of this hype just leads to a brawl because Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode come out and start attacking the Street Prophet. Um and that just kind of leads into a whole mess of fighting until we go to break. And we get, we get Jeff Hardy versus Lars. Jeff Hardy versus Lars Sullivan. Um, what do you think about this match? It was a Lars Sullivan match. Yep. 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 Uh, uh, but isn't Lars supposed to be on Raw? Yeah. Isn't oh, Jeff no, no, Hardy no, no, supposed no, no, to no. be on Raw? Um, Jeff Hardy is on is on SmackDown. Okay. And Lars is on SmackDown as well. They are both SmackDown. Sorry, okay. SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so it makes sense uh, roster-wise. It was there was nothing spectacular here. Lars Sullivan wins with the freak accident. Yes, it's not it's a bad a... move. It's a interesting move. He's got the size to do it on just about anyone. So eh, if he can do it to everyone, go ahead and roll roll with it. Right. Uh, we right. get the the Artist Collective with Sheamus taking on the New Day, the full New Day, in their farewell match. Farewell match. They're they're like all talking in the ring before this is just heartbreaking to watch them. Yeah, the the well they win. Yes. Solid six man match. You have that uh that moment where it's everybody do something awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. which was cool. But yeah, watching them in the ring afterwards and the emotion that you see in the due day's faces. Oh, it makes yeah. me hate that they're breaking this team up. I know, but this match you... how good they work together, and then we're not getting this anymore. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, it was a fun match, you know, for the farewell. I got worried there for a little bit that they were going to have the New Day lose in this match, yeah. but I'm very happy that they win, did win this match, um, that midnight hour on Sheamus. And we had a nice, you know, heartfelt moment at the end of them just hugging and thanking each other for all these past few years. Yes. So, um, honestly, well, like from, from that point forward, there's a lot of like hype getting built yeah, up. A lot of hype. Seems like Daniel Bryan returns. Vain, uh, some kind of feud I think is about to happen there. Um, and yes, like you said, Daniel Bryan comes back. Um, we see Brie Bella yeah. on the uh, on the Thunderdome screen, which they did a really bad job of just continuously zooming into the Thunderdome screens tonight. Yeah, give them and, credit; they they haven't thought about doing hand shots yeah. in a long time, <laughs> or camera shots like that in a long time. Yeah, um, you know, Daniel Daniel Bryan basically comes out here and talks about Thunderdome looks awesome. It's great to see all these new faces, so on and so yeah. forth. Just kind of here is. The uh, it was basically a how to put it, the uh, the hype man, but like right. he was the car salesman man, he's not out here bringing hype, he's just rolling down things. Seth Rollins comes and interrupts him, like we always, always see. Um, 
I love when you know things are getting serious for Daniel Bryan when he takes his, his blazer off. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it's on. Good. Yep. Uh, of course, Ray and Dominic are going to cut off Seth from running away after the blazer comes off and he starts getting his ass whooped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rollins and trying to ask Daniel Bryan to help him, and he's like, nah, we're out. I'm out. I'm out, fam. And uh, Buddy Murphy appears, oh, and yeah. it looks like, oh, great, the disciple's back to being a bitch. <laughs> um, but we're wrong. Yeah. And there's the most awkward moment of Dominic and Ray in the ring with Buddy. It's like, yeah. oh, real awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was interesting. Um. After this, we get the Street Profits uh, versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Yeah, and you uh, know, there's some there's some mystery to this match. Yeah, this was confusing. I so what even happened? It is technically considered a double disqualification. Okay. Just because the end of it broke down, the ref has no control, and that's that's how they write this off. And I just feel like this was done because somebody went long somewhere, or they're yeah. wanting to save this matchup for uh, a little bit later down the road. Yeah, so let this Street just profit get their their feet wet. Yeah, it just seemed like a holding pattern kind of situation. Like we're just gonna yeah. extend this out with no. You know, no meaningful consequences. So, after that, we are getting the Sasha Banks and Bailey contract signing. I went and took a pee because this was boring as hell to me. This was, this was pretty bad. It, it was just the Bailey should I change mean, her name to Karen. I am over this version of Bailey. I am oh yeah, over this below. Sasha Bailey arguing. I mean, it was the same, same thing we've with... seen for three weeks. I'm done yep. with it. Yep. Um, so Bailey says she's not going to sign the contract and just walks off clutching her title. Yep. Um, so then uh, we go to break. We get a very sweaty Braun Strowman um, getting ready backstage. We're very oh, yeah. oily. Let's um, we we ain't got to get that deep into those details, Andy. Let's <laughs> let's 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 skip a little bit. Let's All right. Go. So the main match: Braun versus Roman. So, yeah, this was a hoss match. I don't. I can't yeah. think of a match I've seen between Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns that I haven't enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, I do like seeing big meaty men slap meat. Yeah. The uh. The end of it was a little weird to me, solely because this is like one of two times I can think of that mm-hmm. I've seen Strowman tap. Like, I guess not tap because he yeah. passes out, but it's right. it's one of the two times I've seen him in a submission. And the last time I saw him lose by submission was the hashtag unsubscribe moment. Oh my god, you're right, it was. So, <laughs> I didn't have that feeling this time. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, it, was, it was interesting ending, you know. Um, Then we got J.O. coming out, and they just kind of go back and forth about 
you know, the consequences of the next match and what Roman's going to do to him. Yeah. That uh, really... Yeah. Yeah, so so the end of this show was kind of weird. Um, we, we saw yeah. Goldberg on a screen, and they hyped... There was an Instagram post that got blown up about Goldberg yeah. saying he's going to be watching the Thunderdome, and that, that got blown up. I think that got people in the wrong kind of hype. Um, yeah. But you basically just have, like, the beatdown Roman gives Braun after the match. You get Jay in the ring, and then Roman's, like, telling Jay, like, hey, I'm going to give you, like, a free shot. You know what I mean? Like, this, that, and the other. But he won't hit him with a chair, so he hits him with a super kick. And then, like, once he hits him with a super kick, then he starts beating the hell out of him with a chair, you know? <laughs> right. But, you know, but we can't make Roman look bad. We can't make Jay look good. So Roman's still got to get up and Superman punch Jay. Right. I think the better visual is to leave Roman Lane so that we can buy yeah. Jay being a, a a challenger to Roman. So yeah. uh, I, I didn't like the ending of this. Um, I, I, I liked most of this show, though. I just didn't like the ending. Yeah, uh, most did, of this didn't sit well. Yeah, but the ending, the ending, the Bailey contract signing, and then the the double DQ tag thing was kind of weird. But like I've seen far weirder, so it didn't register oh, on the yeah. radar as like yeah, exactly. like things. So just moving along with our weekend wrestling, we have the NXT going full Halloween Havoc hype. Yes. Uh, yes. This we was... did have some some news to get into because I don't think it got into a lot of it here. Um, right. We do know that Finn Balor's injury is far worse than originally thought. Yeah. So uh, it's not been officially announced yet or anything, but we're seeing a lot of things that they're trying to give him a little bit of time to see if he can come back in a timely manner. Right. But a lot of things are pointing towards him having to forfeit the title, which we talked a little bit about last week. And it does look like the plans they had for Ridge Holland are having to be put on hold because that was a actual gruesome injury that they had there for yeah. Ridge. So yeah. Besides, you know, hearing about the unfortunate stuff with uh, Finn Balor, um, we start off with some undisputed era coming out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Show it. They're not. They're not done. They. They aren't. Roderick Strong they're and Bobby not. Fish. Uh, ready to take on Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Yeah. Um, I really like Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Like, I like their style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think they put on a real good match. Uh, yep. here I thought this was this was fun to watch. Um, we get undisputed era winning, of course. Yes. Leading them to become the number one contenders for the NXT tag titles, who I forgot were being held by Breezango. Uh, thank you for that as well. Yeah. Um, they they mention they mentioned this is like we said a, a little bit ago. They mentioned Finn's uh injury, but nothing at all. Uh, we get a Ember Moon interview. Yes. And she's basically like, when I heard I was cleared, I was like, I'm going to NXT. Um, right. And I think she's a great addition to the women's roster in NXT. I'm ready to see what they do. Uh, we get a pretty much a filler match here yeah, with so Jake get... Atlas and uh, yeah. Adonis. So Jake Atlas one. I can't really say there's any real consequences here. But yeah, Adonis gets jumped after the bell, but yes, 
it looks like they might be trying to put uh, Atlas and Adonis in a tag team together. Right. If that right. makes sense, trying to put people together with Swerve to get Legado del Fantasma. Yes. To have yeah. something going on. Uh, interview with Power Couple. Uh, I I'm starting to warm up to the Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae like Power yes, Couple gimmick going on right now. Yeah. yeah. Um. We get a very solid match out of Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano, which I think it's a shame that Austin Theory didn't get more of a chance to shine on Raw than he did. Yeah, that was that was weird. Um, his time and, on Raw, but you know yeah. he's making up for it. It seems like it's a good place for him to be in NXT right now. Yeah, I just hate that he's come back to NXT and done nothing but loss. Yeah, that's the thing is he just he just keeps getting buried. Like he might look good for a bit of the match, but you know he's not going to win every time. He, whoever he's against, you know they're not about to let him beat them. So it, the, they all kind of feel. Yeah, unless um, they're an absolute nobody, and I think that's yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we get so, we get Raquel. Our Gangana wins the match. Yes, um, with the the final beat there, and yes. uh, we go backstage to Gonzalez talking about how much she hates Rhea Ripley. And of course, you know, that's going to be at NXT Halloween Havoc. Ripley was like, Yeah, I'm here. Game, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, they start brawling. We get the separating. You know, the, the things, the things we see. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Ciampa and Dream are about to get in a feud, and I'm okay with that. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah, that'll be real interesting to watch. Um, we get another really great match between Candice LeRae and Shotzi Blackheart. Man, Shotzi Blackheart has really been showing up for NXT these past... God, she's killing it. Oh my god, this yeah. match was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I know, I... I really wanted Shotzi to win this one, but I was pretty sure it was going to be Candice LeRae. Um, this is one in, you know... Uh, sketchy terms, right? So Indy Hartwell is in the crowd, slips Candace the brass knuckles. Um, she punches Shotzi in the face with it and quickly pins her and uh, yep. gets out of there and is now once again the number one contender for the women's title. Yay, women's title. Ooh, again. Uh, uh, after the disappointment of seeing that again, it was really nice to see segment with Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Oh my! Can so we good. just get a show where Drake Maverick, R Truth, and Akira Tozawa just come up with the craziest plans on how to get the twenty four seven title? Oh my god, it would be the best thing ever! Like, can can we just get that as like a network special? Yeah, I just want a network show of that like every week, just some ridiculous antics around you know those guys because they are fantastic. Uh, the Furry and the Fury is amazing, as far as a team name. Um, but that was that was great. You know, they they tease they're gonna have a match with Imperium later on this night. Um, but when we come back, we got Robert Stone back in the ring with uh, with Aaliyah. I think the only person part of the Robert Stone brand anymore um, yes. is Aaliyah. So, um, but then. We get Tony Storm coming back, which I am very happy to see Tony Storm um, back and, you know, on NXT. Uh, Not this NXT week. UK. 
Yeah, not NXT UK. So Tony Storm makes very quick work of Aaliyah in this. Yep. Um, it was a quick match. Tony Storm looks great. I'm excited to see what they do with her. I'm I'm ready for for more matches. Yes, and um, they're coming. Oh, they yeah, will be I'm coming. Sure. We get another kind of you know uh, mysterious segment with uh, with Zia Lee and, and Boa. Boa. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lee says she needs a match, and Regal says we'll think about it. She seems upset, but really needs it. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. It's still kind of who knows what they're going to do with this storyline. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, so we get so our Imperium versus yeah. Killian Dane match in uh, and Drake Maverick. We didn't get to hear the whistle of oh, the, uh, the theme music there, Yeah, which was sad. It's my favorite part. We did hear it at the end, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, these matches, while the wrestling, it, I'm not saying the wrestling's not not good. Sure. It's a solid tag match, but the story that you are telling is more not what's going on in the match. It's the dynamic between Killian Drake and Drake Maverick. Mm-hmm. I love how at the end of this, Ever Rise comes out and are beating up Drake. And the only logic that Killian has to come and help Drake Maverick out right. is that no one hits Drake Maverick but Killian Dane. <laughs> that was his reason for beating them up. And like you said, yep. that's when we get to hear the whistle. So we get that I was whistle. Like, I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm here <laughs> for it. Let's add Killian Dane to the twenty four seven R Truth uh thing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, our main event of the night, though. Yeah, Damian Priest versus Dexter Loomis. Hoss v. Hoss. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this was... I mean, Loomis is, is fun to watch. I'm glad he's back. Yes. Otherwise, this was a pretty regular Damian Priest match. No, I mean, it was a, a standard Damian Priest, Dexter yeah. Loomis. Uh, I mean, the big thing we saw was Cameron Grimes' interference that really sealed the match for uh, a Priest. Yeah, so Damian Priest obviously wins this one. Grimes yeah. interrupts. Yeah, he, he interrupts to cost Loomis the match, taunts yeah. Loomis, and gets hit with a reckoning for his trouble and gets told that uh, he needs to stay out of Damian Priest's business. Right. Um, so here's our pivot point in that feud. Um, yep. We get Gargano attacking Priest with Loray out there to celebrate them le- over him. Um, we know they're both getting rematches, and oh, Mr. Regal comes out to explain. Oh, yeah, I, dude, I love he comes out to explain they're getting the rematches. Um, and we find out that Shotzi is going to be the host of Halloween Havoc. Oh, they've she been comes teasing up- yeah, dude, she's been promoting that. Yeah, yeah, she's been she's been hardcore promoting and wanting this thing. I love oh, her yeah. coming out of the fog oh, and saying okay. that their matches will be decided by the spin the wheel make a deal. I love to see that coming back, and the laugh oh. she has as they close out the show is fucking priceless. It's so good. Yes, Shotzi so, is just killing it, just running NXT right now. Yeah. Yeah, she so. definitely seems like she has become a glue 
which is good to see considering some of the problems and some of the tribulations she's been through in the past. And then also just finally seeing her, uh, how to, how to, I don't know how to put it. Like she's found her footing. She doesn't seem out of place at NXT like she did when she first came in. Right. Right. Yeah. No, so, I, I'm really happy to see her um, in this, in this current position. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited for what yes. it leads to. And as you know, there's still more wrestling to cover. Well, there is. There always is. And this Wednesday, of course, we had 30 years of Jericho last week. This week, we have our anniversary. It's been 52 weeks since the first time Dynamite aired on television. A full year of AEW Dynamite on the scene. Mm Mm-hmm. So we start off with a... Best Friends versus FTR match. This was a solid tag team match because FTR was in it. So yeah, um, always, always, yeah, fantastic. FTR wins to retain their championship. I yes. mean, wasn't too surprised with that. Um, but we do get the end of this match. Penelope Ford bringing Miro in. Yes. Beats down the best friends. Well, um, you have to you have to remember that the best friends did break the arcade cabinet. Yes, that's true. Earlier, so yes. let's not forget that. Yeah, um, can't break the arcade cabinet, I guess. No, cannot. <laughs> you get beat up by by Miro. By Miro, because he's on With, Team Mitchell now. Yeah, basically, <laughs> good God. Uh, but I, I, I was going to say this. Um, we do now know the new the new name of the accolade. It is the game over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I loved hearing JR call Miro a brutal Bulgarian. I thought that was clever. Hey, can't, can't say the Bulgarian brute. So. Oh, no, that's exactly what I started yelling when he said that. I was like, oh, it's because he can't say anything. Yep. <laughs> Um, but then we get a Kip Sabian and Miro versus Jobbers, Lee Johnson and Sean Maluda, um, making their AEW debut. Um, yeah, and possibly Miro, a funeral at the same time. Yeah, Kip and Miro win with the game over. Game. So, yep. Which, like you said, is a new name for the accolade. Uh, we got yes. a little ahead of ourselves on that one. Yeah, sorry, I was very right. excited. No, that's all right. It's okay. So we cut backstage though, where Lance Arter's. Archer is beating the ever-loving fuck out of John Moxley, and yeah, the, yeah. my favorite part of this segment is old Jake Roberts in the back being like, "Yeah, if yeah. Jake Roberts is your hype man to beat somebody down, you're going to beat the shit out of." Him. Let's just be real yeah. honest. Let's be it's, real honest. It's true. It's true. Um, and we get an MJF segment coming yeah. out here talking talking things up. Gets uh. Let Champion to come enter and listen to him. Oh Along yeah. Suspects Ortiz, Santana, Hager, Sammy Guevara. Um, but uh, they're all wearing jackets except Sammy. We get a silly Sammy wearing too big a jacket segment. <sighs> Anything else of note in this one? Um. So the the big thing. Yeah, so like it, it's really hard to wrap up 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really hard to wrap up a segment like this because it was a lot of you know like we're making we're making fun of Sammy for the right. jacket that MJF got because it's too big and makes him look small. Um, right. It's MJF just basically stroking Jericho's cock to try <laughs> to get into the inner circle. And I like it because this kind of like the, yeah. the the dynamic between these two is working. Oh, definitely. Um, but the rest of the inner circle doesn't want MJF. Yeah. Um, so they're going to talk about it. And then, you know, Chris, Chris challenges MJF one-on-one next week to a steak dinner. <laughs> so yep. I thought that was a nice way to end the segment. So I, it worked. These yeah. characters all work together. Yeah, yeah, they definitely, and they definitely. So I'm interested to see where this keeps going. It's great storytelling. Definitely go back and watch this because there's right. no way that we can do it justice in just trying to explain to you what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah this is, yeah, see, kind of like the next segment with Tony Schiavone interviewing Britt Baker while they are both at the spa. <laughs> yeah, this was weird. This was really strange. Yeah. Um, I love rule number five. Yeah, yeah. Rule number five is, is great. Be the baddest bullet bitch on the block. Fantastic. But Tony being naked. Why are you naked, Tony? Yeah, why Why are you naked, Tony? This is getting weird. Yeah, and then Shoni, <laughs> Shivani getting his chest waxed. Also weird. Yeah, also um, strange. It was just like weird seeing this cut back and forth of yeah. them at the spa with this interview, so... This was, I, yeah, I, this this was, no clue what's going on there. Like we said, go back and watch these parts because we're not going to do them justice. We we can't. Um, you you got to see it. I think. Yeah. Um, this is gonna be this is gonna be one of those uh with, with dynamite. Yeah. Go back and watch it for the segments. Um, oh, definitely. not that the wrestling wasn't amazing, but you really need to go back and watch these segments to see the humor in them. Yeah, they but definitely it, have some episodes that are like segment yes. heavy, and they're good. I mean, when they go segment heavy, there's usually not too many misses. Um, no, so it's it's interesting. It's interesting for sure. Right. So we get our next match is Cody Rhodes versus Orange Cassidy for the TNT Championship. Um, yes. we have said many times already, uh, in the reboot of the podcast and in previous episodes, I really feel like. Orange Cassidy's character, they have to be careful with because it's hitting overuse territory. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. We've seen other articles come up about it too. <laughs> we have, we have seen that come up. Yeah. Um, they go to time limit, which is not something we see in wrestling very often. Oh, we don't see it. I don't. I haven't seen it in AEW. I think ever, even though they make a big deal about the time limit. I, I I have not seen it since way back in the day. It's yeah. A, so, it's definitely that's old. A school. way back one for me. Yeah. Um, fantastic match though. Cody, I don't really think can have match. a yeah. I don't think Cody can have a bad match. It's true. It's true. Um, Cody looked. Yeah. Um, and, um, and you know, Cassie didn't look bad. It's just like we said, it's the it's the issue with the character, um, more than his you know his in ring performance. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. Next segment we get is more um, Moxley beating up Archer. So I guess that we can be on the same page. 
one person got beat up, other person's got to get beat up. Uh, we get an interview with Matt Hardy finally saying he feels great with his family. We see Sammy Guevara burning pictures in the back, which is weird. <laughs> so uh, strange. Burning pictures of Matt Hardy. Um, <laughs> he admits to attacking Matt Hardy. Uh, it was him all along. Uh, this is yeah, a just, heavy, weird episode of, of Dynamite. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Um, so we're still continuing our Sammy Guevara, Matt Hardy feud. So yes. we'll see how this goes. We'll see yeah. where this goes. Sammy Guevara is in a weird spot on AEW right now. Yeah, he really is. They, you know, so, he had to go away for a bit. He came back, and we're kind of just trying to do things with him, right? Right. Um, we could have. We get a, the setup for a four-way match for the Tag Team Championship next week. Uh, what is it? The Private Party, Beaver Boys, Butcher and the Blade, and the last was the Young Bucks. Young Bucks. And uh, we get super kicks to the Private Party, not to Tony Schiavone, which is what he was worried about. Yeah. Um, and after the break, I was really glad to just see it come back and us being ready for Big Swole versus Hikira Shida for the Women's Championship. Uh-huh. Probably the best women's match that we yeah. have seen on AEW. It's looking so good lately. Like I've just been enjoying seeing her wrestle more, and holy crap! Yeah, but you know she's out of title picture for a while because you know lose. Yeah. So I think we've said this before. An issue that we keep having with a lot of the build on AEW is you build somebody to challenge for the title, and then the title contender just kills all their momentum. Yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously we had, you know, Hikaru Shida winning this one. And which was good. Now, I don't know what goes on with Big Swole, but I, I hope they work in some more stories because, man, yeah, she's real good in the ring, and, and I want to see more more of that. Um, yeah, we're already getting hyped up about a Cody Orange rematch in two weeks. Yes, I, come on, guys. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Um, Sean Spears is uh coming for Scorpio Sky. Yeah, apparently. I yeah, I forget about Sean Spears from time to time. Um, Which is a shame because he's a fantastic wrestler. He is a fantastic wrestler. Um, and <laughs> Lance Archer kicks a crew guy like through the stage wall in his entrance i liked it <laughs> yeah no it just was random yeah. um but yeah. you know i guess on brand for lance archer just man all right yeah we got john moxley, on commentary i was about to say john moxley lance archer with a drunk eddie kingston on commentary if you drunk, heard drunk of uncle that. eddie kingston um yeah that's part of the canon now dude explosive right out of the box we get the paradigm shift from Moxley real early, and then it then it slows down a little bit. Um, but God, these dudes look like they are absolutely beating the dog shit out of each other. Uh, it and, was yes, yes. Um, go watch this it's match if you want to see some brutal wrestling. Trash can hits. I mean, yep. kind of all over the place. It, um, yeah, it's it's everywhere. Yeah, I mean. Big shocker, you know, it is it is still weekly weekly uh, episodes, so John Moxley wins. Yep. And retains 
championship because I don't think we're moving that just yet. Nope, we're not, but we have a great build when this goes off. Oh, yeah. We have Eddie and the Lucha Brothers like sucking up, like, oh, you know, we're such good friends, Moxley. We go back way back, and then out of nowhere, Eddie Kingston turns his back and back fist um hits his back fist and locks on the body scissor sleeper on Moxley. So we now know that Kingston is still in the title hunt. He's not stopping. He's not stopping, so I'm pretty sure that's what we're probably going to be building for whenever AEW decides to do their next pay-per-view. Uh, show was a little segment-heavy this week. Yeah, like quality... we said, a lot of go back and watch it. <laughs> yeah, but the quality of the matches this week was phenomenal Damn. from top to bottom. So yeah. I have I have no complaints about the show in AEW. Oh, yeah. Other than the, uh, like I said, other than the complaints we've made, that it's really weird watching you quickly build title contenders for the champions only yes only to have them i'm torn because part of me doesn't like it because you're constantly hot shotting people to look like a contender but on the same token we're seeing so many fresh faces that we're not getting that ww where it's the same matches until a pay-per-view where we see the same match four weeks in a row. Randy Orton drew every single week, you know, right. Right. So, right. So I can, I can get behind some of it while I have my complaints, you know, I can definitely see the appeal. So that was dynamite. Um, so with, with all that, um, something a little different I wanted to do this week. Um, whether you had a favorite show out of this week's or a favorite match, which one would it be? What was the one week that you were like, I'm really happy I watched all that? Or if there was a match that really, really, you know, just like, yeah, that was the best moment I watched this week in wrestling. I I thoroughly enjoyed Kevin Owens, Aleister Black. That was good. That was good. For me, I think I just pick overall this week, NXT was the uh, was the winner this week for me. I I just thought it was a great week. Um, right. NXT, especially you know some of the women's stuff we have going on that division is so stacked right now um that's really exciting to see them um see them working with that and all that talent they have there so i was i was very very thoroughly impressed by what nxt put together this week yep yeah they are they're doing well keeping things going there. yeah for sure so that's another week in wrestling you know, thanks for listening to us wherever you found us. Um, you can find all our links down in the show notes, um, all our social medias there, all our website links. Um, you know, please share the show. And as always, you know, if you want to ask us any questions, just use that hashtag AskTYTBTO. Get it into us before uh, the end of SmackDown, and we'll most likely bring it up on the show. Indeed. If that's all you've got, I'm done as well. Yeah, that's all for me. So until next time.